what a great way to start today's episode. I know, what the hell is going on, Rebecca? This is not the tea and chat theme song. Well, 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 I know that is not the case, but this is a very famous song that is called We Wish You a Merry Christmas because today is not just any ordinary episode, folks. No, no, no. Today's episode is a Christmas special And I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm so excited because this is the first Christmas special of Tea and Chat and Christmas specials are amazing. So I'm so, so excited. You may or may not have heard of that song at the beginning, but it is very, very popular. Uh, We all know it growing up in England, for example. Um, Just looking at the lyrics, you know, we wish you a Merry Christmas, good tidings we bring to you and your king. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. That is the main part of that song um, that everybody knows by heart. And I think it was just an excellent way to start today's episode, don't you think? You know, Christmas is just my favourite time of the year. It's my favourite holiday to celebrate and I just get so excited. Truly, I don't even know where to begin with this podcast because there are just so many things that I can pack into this podcast and so many things I need to mention today um, that it's just going to be one real roller coaster. So if you are interested in learning about uh, a traditional British Christmas or just Christmas in general, what is Christmas, then make sure to stay tuned for the whole podcast so you can learn all that really interesting new vocabulary and learn about all of the traditions that we have. It is already December, but truthfully, I haven't felt entirely Christmassy this year. Um, I get so excited, you know, as soon as Halloween is finished on the 31st of October, I am so ready to get into the Christmas spirit. I'm ready to put up my decorations, to play the Christmas music, to start thinking about Christmas presents. Although this year, I just feel like, you know, I've been so busy that I haven't been able to do that. Um, I have got my Christmas decorations up in my house. I have two Christmas trees. I have tinsel hanging from the windows. If you follow me on my Instagram, you would have heard about this vocabulary already. I mentioned some Christmas decorations the past week. So you would have heard me talk about tinsel and Christmas trees and things. So I do have the decorations up, but, and we do have Christmas music on the radio but I've just not been very into it. So do you know what? I think we just need to keep like having Christmas music breaks in this podcast (laughs) because like that music at the beginning, it it already made me feel a little bit Christmassy. Um, So I think every section of this podcast, we should play like a little Christmas song in between because Christmas music is really central to Christmas. If we didn't have Christmas music, I mean, it would kind of suck to be honest. Because we have this word to describe the feeling of Christmas and that word is festive. And to feel festive is to feel Christmassy. It's to feel the Christmas spirit, as we say. And I think, I really think that music helps you with that. Um, There are many things that kind of contribute to feeling the Christmas spirit, such as decorations, such as having your friends and family around. But I think music is very quintessential to that festive feeling. So I think Christmas music breaks are very acceptable for this episode today. I hope you don't mind. It will be interesting to know if you've heard any of these songs before. 
but I'm definitely going to play a few little clips just to make sure that we have the Christmas spirit throughout today's episode. Now I said I don't know where to start with today's episode, but the best place to start is always at the beginning, isn't it? So, like I said already, after um, Halloween, I'm already thinking about Christmas, I'm already thinking about putting up decorations, and so is the majority of England. So much so, in fact, that they, they are thinking about it before October 31st, before Halloween, because Halloween's not really a big holiday in the UK, so we kind of don't pay too much attention to it, which means that in September, as early as September, shops already start stocking uh, different Christmas items that you would need for Christmas Day. They start suggesting to you different Christmas presents that you should buy and you can buy all your Christmas snacks already early. Even if you just want to eat them early, you can just keep eating Christmas snacks uh, and Christmas treats all the way up to Christmas Day. You don't even need to wait till Christmas Day, which, you know, for some people, that's amazing. That's that's great, um, especially when we're talking about mince pies. Uh, if you haven't heard of mince pies, I, I think I mentioned it before, they don't have real mince inside. It's like a, a little, a little Little pie with some nice fruit and it's very sweet um, and we love to eat these so you can buy these in the shop you can make them at home if you want I made some last year because unfortunately we can't buy them in the shop here in Canada so I made some last year and uh, you could start eating mince pies in September if you wanted to all the way up to Christmas might seem a little bit excessive but you do you if that's what you want to get into the Christmas spirit then go ahead so yeah there's a lot of controversy around starting Christmas this early though, you know, some people are like, oh gosh, you see, you see the shops already stocking Christmas items, oh, did you hear the Christmas music on the radio, oh, it made my ears bleed, why, why is this happening so early? So it's very common, you know, just for British people to complain even in general, but specifically this topic is uh, a common a common topic that might float around the workplace or amongst your friends like, "Oh, have you have you heard the Christmas music? Have you seen the food? Oh, they were talking about it on the telly this morning. Oh my gosh, already the Christmas advertisements are out. This is just insane." So that's that's a common thing. That's that's where Christmas starts. <laughs> Christmas usually starts a little bit too early for most people. But to be honest, it's kind of necessary. And the people that start thinking early, they're smart. They're very organized because the month of December itself, this Christmas period, is actually usually a very busy time for people. You know, maybe they have a lot on their plate at work before they finish for the year. Maybe their children have uh, different plays that they are performing in. They could be performing in the nativity play um, and they just have to think about all these different things. Okay, we need to prepare the Christmas dinner. We need to get up the decorations. I need to buy Christmas presents. So actually, I have respect for people that start early because they're very organized and then they're not so uh, flustered when it comes to December. So I know this is 100% true. When I was in England this September, I already saw there were aisles dedicated to Christmas food. But once you get past the Christmas food, you do actually need to start thinking about what presents do you need to get for different family members. Now, everybody goes around this a different way. Let me ask you, do you like giving gifts? Do you like receiving gifts? Do you think you're good at giving gifts? Are you happy with the gifts that you receive? These are all very interesting questions and gift giving is 
quite a complex matter, to be honest. You know, as a child, everything seems so simple, doesn't it? When you're growing up and your parents just buy you a bunch of toys and you don't have a care in the world, you don't need to worry about buying presents for other people. You just open your presents on Christmas day and you get so excited, you run down the stairs, you go to the Christmas tree and you say, mom, can I open my Christmas presents? And her answer, of course, is no. (laughs) No, first you must have breakfast or something like this, (laughs) depending on your household. This is something I should clarify, by the way. Every household celebrates Christmas differently. So I'm just going to tell you some of the typical traditions and maybe throw in a few things that are a bit more specific to my Christmas growing up. So yeah, as a child, it's just great. You receive all these presents. It's so easy to give gifts to children. You know that most things are probably gonna make them happy. I mean, these days it's a bit more complex because they want Playstations and Xboxes and all this technology that we don't really want to give them, do we? No. So yeah, that makes it a bit more difficult. But when it comes to adults and getting presents for adults, that's a different story. So when I say there's a different way to go around getting people presents, what I mean is, as an adult, you can be pretty straightforward. You can just go up to your brother, your sister, your friends and say, what do you want? What do you want for Christmas? And this is perhaps the easiest way, if that is that they give you a response and they say, oh, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a new pair of pajamas. I wouldn't mind a gift card for this shop, you know, That's so easy, done, sorted, okay, great. Thank you for giving me a straightforward answer. I'm gonna go and get that gift that you asked me for because it's not too much trouble. Now, nine times out of 10, I don't think that's the case though, you know. If you ask someone, what do you want? They'll go, oh, nothing. I just wanna spend time with my family and my friends. I've got everything that I need. I don't need anything. Now, this is the answer you don't want. (laughs) It sounds good, doesn't it? Wow, great, this person doesn't need anything. That's it, done. I'm not getting them any presents this year. Oh, they made that nice and easy for me. Yeah, but come on, no, that's not really how it is. If they say, I don't need anything, I'm great. Either they're lying or they might be telling the truth, to be honest, you know. As adults, you just buy stuff if you want it, don't you? You don't need to wait for people to gift it to you. You just save up your money and you go and buy it. But unfortunately, it's still considered rude if you don't get them a gift. So if you get this answer, it's not all well and swell. You can't start celebrating. Yes, I'm saving myself some money this year. I don't have to get my aunt a present. Isn't it great? No, you still have to get them a present. (laughs) They've just made it a lot harder for you because the next step, and some people skip the first step that I just mentioned, and they just go to this step two, which is just to have to kind of wing it and figure out, you know, did they say anything this year? Did they mention that they wanted something? And you start going through all the past memories of the year, you know, thinking all the way back to spring, I don't think anyone remembers that far back when it comes to, you know, them mentioning something in conversation. But you you kind of have to start doing these calculations in your head to work out what they want. And um, yeah, for some people, it's easy. They just go, well, I know she likes flowers or, oh, I know that she likes sewing or I know that he likes to play 
games so they just think about their hobbies it's a good place to start to be honest and just go from there okay she likes sewing I'm gonna buy her a new sewing kit she likes uh, painting I'll buy her some new painting supplies he likes gaming I'll buy him a new game or a gaming gift card oh he likes sports maybe I'll buy him uh, a membership or some gift card for some sports classes you know that's nice and easy isn't it The key is, do you really know that person that you're buying your present for? But, I mean, if they're your family member and you know what they like, you know, for example, that they like art. So maybe that first Christmas when you turned 18, you were like, oh, my sister, she likes art. I'm going to get her some painting supplies. Then the next year, you're like, okay, she has a new hobby. She likes languages. I'm going to buy her an English textbook and help her there. But then, you know, as you go on, people's hobbies don't tend to change that much. In fact, some people don't even have hobbies. Uh, A lot of people don't have hobbies, actually. And that's difficult. (laughs) Because you know your family your whole life, so you can't buy them paintbrushes every Christmas, can you? Because they'd have an unlimited supply of paintbrushes that would be completely useless. So you kind of have to find a middle ground Do you buy them something useful, like socks, for example, probably the most commonly gifted Christmas present? Or do you just buy them something funny, you know, a joke gift? You see something that maybe is slightly insulting, but it's in the gift section, so you're like, hmm, I'm going to insult my brother with this little gift. And uh, we'll laugh about it together, you know? I think he'll find this funny. Let me get him this t-shirt with this slogan on it that I think he'll laugh at. So yeah, there's a lot of things that go into gift giving. Never mind gift receiving. Now, me personally, I don't actually have uh, much difficulty with this because I am super grateful if anyone ever wants to get me a present. I personally do prefer giving gifts to receiving them because... Um, I don't know, I just, I love showering people with my love and showing them that I I love them by giving them these gifts. But when it comes to receiving them, I always just feel like guilty, like maybe I don't deserve it. So I'm very thankful when people give me gifts, that's for sure. I've never had an experience, I think, where I've gotten a gift that I didn't want (laughs) or didn't like. But I've heard that this is quite a common phenomenon that people experience apparently. I do remember one year though, when I was a teenager, both my brother and sister uh, double gifted me. And what I mean by that is they both got me the exact same gift. They both got me the exact same t-shirt. So that's why um, people usually converse with their family and say, hey, what are you getting for so-and-so this year? Just to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, But even then with that double gift, when I had two of the exact same t-shirt as a teenager, I was very thankful because I liked that t-shirt very much. So I was just very happy to have two of them. But there is this whole discussion around what should you do if somebody gives you a present and you don't really like it, you know, how should you react? Now, I think the normal reaction in this situation is just to fake it. Um, it sounds bad because nobody wants to be a liar, but it's just the thought that counts. You know, even if you don't really care about the gift itself, you can show your appreciation for the fact that the person got you a gift. So just still 
showing that you are very grateful and very happy. I think it's a normal reaction, but some people just, I guess, have difficulty with that. They don't know how to do that because maybe they just feel some sense of disappointment, confusion, or awkwardness around the gift that they have received. So it kind of makes it a bit more difficult for them to respond, which I totally understand. I just can't really relate to it, but it's it's a common thing. So presents are very important around Christmas, no matter what people say. If people say presents are important, they're lying to you. They really are. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I just like giving presents. I like seeing presents under the tree, all wrapped up in the wrapping paper. It's very exciting. And for children, it's, it's most exciting getting those presents as a kid. And yeah, that brings me on to my next section. But let's put a little bit of a Christmas song in here, like I mentioned. is the 12 days of Christmas. Have a look up on YouTube if you want to know what it's all about. It is about gift giving, so I thought it was a perfect song to insert there. Um, I'm going to continue just a little bit more about gift giving, but moving forward. So we've been talking about giving presents. You have to start thinking about that a bit early, especially if you want to be organized. But I'm going to fast forward all the way to Christmas Eve. And Christmas Eve is, of course, the day before Christmas Day. And a lot of people sort of have their own special traditions on this day, especially these days. <laughs> so, for example, some people like to open a gift early. Some people like to give the gift of pyjamas so that you can wear some brand new pyjamas to bed on Christmas Eve and wake up in a nice cosy new pair of pajamas for Christmas Day. And I know in some countries in Europe, they celebrate Christmas Eve the same way that we celebrate Christmas Day. So they have their Christmas meal on Christmas Eve instead of Christmas Day. But that is not the case in the UK. Um, but one common tradition that applies to a lot of people in the UK is going to church on Christmas Eve. Now, of course, not everybody in the UK is Christian and not everybody is religious, um, but this is probably something that a lot of people do do in the UK, is going to a special service on Christmas Eve. So maybe the church will have a nativity where you can go and look at baby Jesus. My church used to have this when I was a child and they used to give out mince pies. Um, which was great. <laughs> we, we can't avoid these mince pies in the UK. And uh, maybe sing some Christmas carols, Christmas songs. And it's usually in the evening. So it just kind of, again, contributes to that festive feeling as Christmas Eve comes to an end. And then as the children go to bed, they have to leave out some food for Santa Claus or Father Christmas, as we say in the UK. And the food is usually a mince pie and some brandy, some alcohol. So in America, they usually leave out cookies and milk. But Santa is not a child, he's a full grown adult. So he would much prefer to have 
a mince pie and some brandy, I think. And in addition to that, we leave out a carrot or a couple carrots for his reindeer because, you know, Rudolph just loves those carrots. So this is really fun for the children to leave out this food, um, knowing that Santa or their parents is going to consume this. Now, once the children have gone to bed, this is the time when Santa comes, of course, or mummy and daddy really step into their roles and their element and start to prepare their Christmas stockings. Now, I also mentioned this on my Instagram recently, but a stocking, it's like a type of uh, hosiery or sock that you can wear. And they usually resemble more of a sock, in this case, like a nice big red sock. And in America, they like to place their stockings uh, below the fireplace. But in England, uh, it's much more common to find the stockings hanging from the end of your bed or the head of your bed so that as soon as you wake up in the morning, you can open these presents. You don't even need to wait to walk downstairs to open your Christmas stocking. Now, growing up, this is where I'll tell you a little bit about my truth <laughs> about my Christmas. We didn't have these fancy Christmas stockings. My mum used a pillowcase, which I knew no different as a child. And to be honest, I'm quite thankful for because a pillowcase is much bigger than a Christmas stocking, to be honest. You can fit a lot more in there. I would get so excited in the morning, I would wake up and there would be a pillowcase full of small little gifts at the end of my bed or at the foot of my bed. So I wake up and I would start to open these. So like I just mentioned in the stocking, um, usually it's just some very small gifts, maybe for a child if they need some coloring pens, stationery for school, little bits of chocolate, things like that. There is also a very strong tradition in the UK where we can leave um, an orange if the child has been good or a piece of coal if the child has been naughty. And we have another Christmas song where Santa kind of uh, is described as being the guy who decides if the kids have been naughty or nice. So he decides if he thinks that the kids deserve to have their Christmas presents for one, but also whether they get this orange or this piece of coal. So that's quite a very old tradition that's probably fading out a little bit these days, but some people might still follow that. Now, of course, like I said, once they've opened their stocking, they can run downstairs and begin to open their presents under the tree with the rest of their family. And it's just a, a good way to start your day. You know, everybody is feeling very festive, very happy with their new gifts and very thankful. That there was a piece by Shavosky from the Nutcracker Ballet. Uh, another thing people might do around Christmas is go and see some plays, a pantomime, 
or a ballet. So as a child, um, I was very lucky to be able to go and see the Nutcracker and Swan Lake around Christmas time, which are very, very popular in London. And we have our Royal Ballet who perform these and it is just beautiful and magnificent. But I really felt like that song kind of just hinted at the morning of Christmas, you know, that gentle calm before the storm. <laughs> I'm not saying that Christmas is a storm, but it can get a little bit crazy, come on. So we've opened our presents, now where are we at? Well, the rest of the morning, we just kind of take it easy, unless you're the person who is cooking the food now, because that is a task and a half. And we can't have too many cooks in the kitchen because too many cooks spoil the broth. At least that was my mum's motto because she liked to do a lot of things on her own. She was quite marvellous because in my family, in my household, on both Christmas Day and Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas Day, we had around 13, 14 people coming over um, to open gifts together and of course to have that great Christmas dinner. Now, in my house, that also meant that Christmas dinner was around 3 p.m. So my mum would wake up nice and early and start preparing the food, probably even prepare a few things the day before. And of course, she had to buy all these things well in advance to make sure that the shop wasn't sold out. Now, a few of these Christmas foods I've mentioned before. The Christmas dinner in the UK is very similar to our typical roast dinner. So you have your meat, your potato and your veg and of course those special Yorkshire puddings, which is the kind of type of bread that's very easy to make, but a lot of people buy it frozen and cook it in the oven in less than two minutes. Now I love making Yorkshire puddings, Yorkshire puddings are my favorite, but there are many other things on that plate that I must give thanks to. For example, aside from the massive pile of mashed potato or roast potatoes and all the gorgeous vegetables, including Brussels sprouts, which is a, a very hit and miss with most people, we also have the key element, which is the meat. And in this case for British people, it is always turkey. So that's a key difference between a roast dinner and a Christmas dinner for a British person. Is usually for a roast dinner, uh, it's likely that we would have chicken and on Christmas day it has to be turkey. Now I've heard some people in other countries say turkey. I, I can't even get my hands on that. How do you have turkey? Well actually it's the same for us most of the year except from this Christmas period where you can be sure to find turkeys in every supermarket um, unless you're too late and they're sold out. <laughs> so the key element on that plate is the meat of course. You have the turkey and like I said you have your potatoes, you have your veg and you have your Yorkshire pudding and something a little bit different that we do in the UK that they don't do in America is what are called pigs in blankets which is technically pigs wrapped in pigs. So they're like mini sausages that are wrapped with bacon and they're absolutely delicious. So I'm sorry if you're listening and you don't eat pork because it is definitely what I would describe as a pork fest. But these little sausages, these little sausages that we call pigs in blankets because they are just pigs wrapped in pigs <laughs> in, a, in a blanket of bacon are absolutely delicious. So once you add these to your plate, you can cover the whole thing with gravy and it'll be absolutely delicious. Now, sometimes people might like to add a few different things to their Christmas meal. Like I said, not every household is the same. Some people might even want to have ham also, but it's not so common um, or pour on a different type of sauce such as 
bread sauce, which is also kind of native to the UK. Um, it's a white sauce that may be kind of lumpy, but is very, very delicious. Um, and yeah, that right there is your Christmas dinner. That is your Christmas meal. Now, after the Christmas dinner, depending on how stuffed everyone is feeling, you might just jump straight into pudding, straight into dessert. And on Christmas, as I have mentioned, even in a previous podcast this season, that would be Christmas pudding in the UK, which is like a stodgy kind of fruit cake. It's very dense, but it tastes beautiful. And it has been aged for a year or two, which means um, it has been prepared well beforehand to let all those flavors make their way into all the corners of the Christmas pudding, particularly because it's made with alcohol. So we need that alcohol to really soak in. But, you know, even though it's made with alcohol, for us British people, it's just not enough. So before we serve it, we make sure to pour on a nice extra helping and set it on fire. After warming it up, that is. We want a nice warm Christmas pudding that has been set on fire. Although, I guess if you're setting it on fire, you don't really need to warm it up. And anyway, everybody at the table goes, ooh, and gets really excited to eat the Christmas pudding, even though probably half of the people at the table don't like it. But I like it. It's very good. So you get ready to eat this Christmas pudding that you would probably usually have with some cream, and it just complements it perfectly. Now, if you don't like Christmas pudding, like I said, you could have a mince pie or you can have some Christmas cake, which is usually another type of fruit cake with some marzipan and icing on top. It's also very dense and very thick and filling. Um, but aside from this, you know, the shops like to come up with all these different types of Christmas treats, uh, including a Christmas Yule log, which is just like a chocolate cake, essentially, um, in the shape of a log, like in the shape of a piece of wood. And that's very nice too. So if you uh, are not such a fan of fruit cakes, then you can have that or you can have something completely different, like a sticky toffee pudding, which we absolutely love in England. So my mum always comes prepared with guns blazing, and she has every dessert that you could think of so that nobody is left out. She's an amazing woman. Okay, so we finished the food, so let's move on, shall we? That's another very, very well-known song for Christmas time known as Jingle Bells. Um, I would be surprised if you haven't heard it, but like I said, it's okay. No judgment here. Just type in Christmas music on YouTube and you'll find it all. Okay, so we've had our food, which is probably the most important time of the day. But after that, it's time to relax and wind down with a little bit of telly. Maybe a little bit of fun and games. Um, talking about games... I didn't mention while you're eating the food, of course. In the UK, 
we love Christmas crackers, which we like to pull with our different family members. Uh, they have a little bit of gunpowder inside, so they make a bang when you pull them. And you can find yourself a Christmas hat, a Christmas joke, and a Christmas toy. Uh, the toys are normally pretty sad, but <laughs> there's something like a pair of nail clippers, or a puzzle, or a mirror, something very small and cheap, and then you put on your paper hat, so everyone around the table is wearing these brightly colored paper hats. Uh, even the family members that resist, you have to force them, and you say, no, 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 it's Christmas day, you don't have a choice, you have to wear this paper hat. You can't be special, not today. No, put on your Christmas paper hat. So everyone around the table is wearing their brightly colored Christmas hats, looking a little bit silly and telling absolutely terrible Christmas jokes. But it's all in the name of Christmas and all in the name of fun. So we've eaten, we're stuffed, we're full. So now it's time to sit down on the couch and watch some classic British telly. Now, when I started this episode, did I or did I not say that this was a Christmas special? Well, Christmas special, this is a term that we throw around a lot for those shows that are shown on Christmas Day. So a lot of our favorite shows have Christmas specials. They make episodes specifically for this day because they know the British public love to finish their day with watching some classic British telly. So for example, if I have any Doctor Who fans out there, Doctor Who is well known for always doing a Christmas special. Uh, nowadays, you know, Downton Abbey is quite popular. They also do a Christmas special. And to be honest, nine out of 10 <laughs> British TV shows do some form or another of a Christmas show. Um, so it's a combination of watching Christmas shows and Christmas movies, but I think the majority of families like to just watch some Christmas TV in the evening. They might watch some Christmas movies in that free time in between the day's events, um, but the evenings, yeah, it's good to just sit around, chat, relax, maybe have a little bit of alcohol. We have a specific drink in the UK um, called a snowball. Uh, I'll let you look that one up. So look up snowball. It's a type of alcoholic beverage. I think it's made with advocate and lemonade. And it's, it's not that nice to be honest, but <laughs> it's just one of those sickly sweet drinks that we have um, on Christmas day. Yeah, so everybody is maybe a little bit tipsy, very full and enjoying these Christmas specials. Some people in the UK like to watch the Queen's speech. I don't know who though, to be honest, I haven't watched that my whole life. I think she comes on the telly around 3 p.m. So like I said, we're normally eating around that time anyway. It's just not convenient. But if you are a fan of the Queen, then you would definitely not want to miss her speech on Christmas Day. And that's kind of how Christmas Day ends. Now, if you're like my family, you do it all again on Boxing Day. The exact same thing. Like literally, we have two days of Christmas. It's great. Um, I do like to combine Boxing Day with a little bit of shopping because Boxing Day is the day of sales in the UK. It's the best day to get the best discount and the best sale. So if you wake up nice and early like I do and you run to the shops before everyone else, you can pick up a few things um, for yourself Maybe you didn't get it and you really wanted something, so you got it now on sale, so you're 
all good and ready to celebrate Boxing Day. And yeah, it's great. It's not as chaotic as Black Friday in America, which I really appreciate, you know. I can get in and out without any stress, but still get myself a really good discount. Um, but I'm not here to promote consumerism, okay? Maybe you can skip on that. There are other few little things that I didn't really mention uh, in the course of the day or in the course of Christmas, such as whether you like to buy a real Christmas tree or a fake Christmas tree, or maybe you like to wear some crazy Christmas jumpers or some crazy Christmas earrings to match uh, that have flashing lights and bells to get everybody's attention. There are just so many different elements of Christmas and I'm trying to pack it all into this podcast, but I'm sure I have missed some things. So the main thing uh, in terms of differences between Britain and America are, for example, the food we eat, some of the traditions that we have. Uh, We say Father Christmas instead of Santa Claus. And also some people like to say Merry Crimbo instead of Merry Christmas, you know, those interesting people. But I think I'm gonna have to wrap this Christmas special up here. I know it's so sad, it's so been such a great, great episode, but I promise I will end it with another Christmas song, which you can probably hear playing right about now. Um, But make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. Next week, I will have another interview, so you won't have to listen to me talking by myself for such a long time again. But next week's interview will be with one of my friends. I'm really, really excited to introduce her to you. Um, So make sure to stay tuned for that next week if you want to hear another interview. And aside from that, If you are preparing for Christmas, good luck. I hope that everything goes well. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, then I just hope that the month of December is good for you. That's it from me here today on Tea and Chat. And have a lovely weekend. Goodbye.